This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with Sean Anderson. Howdy. And the babyface, Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And we are back for, there have been people in the comment section that are like, guys, when are you doing draft stuff? When are you doing your first mock draft? And some of you guys may be thinking, why is Ricky on this side of the table? And not Sean. You always say that, and no one cares. No one ever no cares. One gives a shit. No one asks. I feel, I feel no like one. for the mock drafts, they come and they're used to. Like, I come to a podcast that I listen to or watch, and when things are not like they usually are, my brain usually goes, hmm. Please address gonna, this. Like, how am I going to like this? What's going on? Why are they not the exact same? Maybe it's because like I am you, who yeah, I am. Sounds like a you problem. Like, I am yeah. a creature <laughs> of a habit. This is what I do. This I is the PTP. There is no Brandon um, Swanson. You just get Sean, myself, and, and Ricky. And that's a new thing. We're doing the mock drafts on the PTP this year rather than the fast break. So the yeah. thumbnail looks a little I, different. Maybe it's confusing because it's the same three dudes. And yeah. it's just like, why is it a different podcast? Because uh-huh. We should just throw me on that side. Because it is. Just, just throw Dave over here. Dave's yeah. ruining the ship from now on. But welcome into our first NBA mock draft. We're calling it a preseason mock draft, although the NBA season has started. This is coming out before college. It's before the college season. This was supposed to be our way too early. We just didn't get to it until now, and now we can't call it a way too early because it's not I'm way too early. I'm still calling it way too early. I don't give a shit. Um, but thank you for joining us. We're going to go through just our top ten for the NBA draft. Before we get into everything, though, patreon.com backslash Podcast is where you can come support us, and you can see Faces like the one Sean has been making all day. Well, Dave wanted me to laugh at his joke. I guess he was like, he was like, I was oh, I'm gonna, for, ca- well, I'm gonna call it way too early. And then he looked at me. I was like, I was waiting for any reaction at all. And then like you had like an awkward pause. And I was like, I was, where's this going? No, I was gonna say like, I, you can call it that because it says that on my spreadsheet. Yeah. So it, it mm-hmm. says way too early on the spreadsheet. Yeah, so that's it. It must be the 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 spreadsheet makes the laws. But before we get into our top ten and about the order. Dave brought up, why don't we look back a little bit at last year and where were we and some kind of takeaways. Um, the one I'll throw out is Dave's the only one that had John Morant in his top 10 before the season even Magic started. take a point guard with my um, rule. <laughs> the number one pick was also very interesting. Both yeah. Dave and I had R.J. Barrett. Sean had Romeo Langford as the number one pick Nailed in the Bold, Sean. NBA Nailed draft. It. We all had Nasir Little. You guys had Nasir Little. Eh. Yeah, you guys had him higher than I did, but I still had him at six. None of, like, Zion was at what? I had him at five. Sean had him at seven. Dave had him at six. six. Yeah. So really, outside the top one pick, we were all stupid on that front. I thought he was overrated. Yep. And I Nothing even but had, watch him clown on cl- high schoolers. Clearly, I was wrong. Yep. And so. Dave and I even had Trey Jones in our... Mock draft, who he went back to college, and we did not see that coming. Also, uh, Cavaliers Shemi Shatu was in Dave's yep. top ten, and he's now in the Bulls G League. No, they, oh yeah, they cut him though. Yeah, they signed him an actual contract, and they cut he's, him. All I know is he's on the Windy Shitty Bulls. Yeah. Um, I even but, had EJ Montgomery in there, and yikes! Oh yeah, exactly. Quentin Grimes Kentucky. back in college. Jeez. Yikes! Um, but let's hope we're a little bit better this time around. How we did the order is we didn't just take it from Tankathon is. I went ahead, used my OBS, I put up um, the Tankathon website, which you guys are looking at right now, and I'm going to have it just, boom, right there and then. It did its little thing. That's the order. So what you saw on the screen just now 
is what it is for our audio listeners that are like, Ricky, this does not help me. The Knicks got the number one pick, Bulls at two, Pelicans at three, the Warriors at four, because they're probably going to have a high pick this year, the Kings at five, Thunder at six, Wizards at seven, Grizzlies at eight, Pistons at nine, and the Cavs will round things out at ten. And the reason why Ricky recorded it is because the Bulls are at two, and he didn't want you guys to complain. Nick he could just be like, one. "It was the lottery. Blame the, Tank at that. Blame Tank. We're not homers. The oh, Knicks, you guys are. Do you think I really wanted to have the Knicks at number one? No, you wanted the Bulls at two. Though. No, I did not want the Knicks at one. It, it, what? Do you want the Bulls at seven? One tank. That's the Bulls. Will be seven. One click pony. Rule, right? One click pony. But. We one now start. Pony. Yeah, because I, I. Who clicks a pony? Only, only one click. It's like a. The phrase comes from one trick pony, but this was a one click pony. Like one click. That's, that's all you get. so dumb. That's all you get. You've never heard the phrase one trick pony? I have, but okay. one click pony's stupid because one trick pony makes sense. One click doesn't. Well, I'm, it, one click is what I'm saying. But Sean, let's start out with you. What's your top 10 for our first NBA mock draft? All right, let's start off. We're going to start off number one, New York Knicks taking LaMelo ball guard, playing his ball overseas right now, but originally from Chino Hills, California. Then at two, the Chicago Bulls taking Anthony Edward, the guard playing for Tom Crean's Georgia Bulldogs. Then at three, the New Orleans Pelicans taking Cole Anthony, the guard out of UNC. Then at four, the Warriors taking number one player in this recruiting class, James Wiseman, the center from Memphis. Then at five, the Kings taking Scott Lewis, the guard from Florida. Then at six, the Oklahoma City Thunder taking Denny Avdia, Avdia, the 6'8 forward from overseas. We have had a lot of takes where we have it's tried to pronounce five it. Five whole minutes we, since the first one. <laughs> we got it this time. We're moving on. Now, when we pronounce it wrong, tell us in the comments <laughs> and, section. And here's the thing. We got two more guys to screw it up, yeah. so I can't wait. Uh, at seven, of the Wizards taking Khalil Whitney, the forward out of Kentucky. Then at eight, here's another one that we've been screwing up. Memphis Grizzlies taking Theo Mal... E-Dion. Maladon. Maladon. God damn it. Come on. Mal. Mal Idon. That's Mal Idon. That's Maledon. That's Mal Idon. Maladon would be an A. You you fucked that up. That's how you phonetically pronounce that. Theo Maladon. 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 Uh, a guard playing his ball overseas. Uh, then nine, George Wiston's picking Nico Mannion, the guard from Arizona. And then at 10, the Cavs picking RJ Hampton, the forward uh, who's currently playing uh, in the NBL of Australia. Please let's move on. Dave, what's your top 10? <laughs> After such a strong start like that, you're putting me on the spot. At number one, I've got the Knicks going with a hometown kid in Cole Anthony. At number two, I've got the Bulls going after Anthony Edwards, the guard out of Georgia. At three, I've got the Pelicans taking Denny Avdia, Ford International. At four, I've got the Warriors taking James Wiseman, center from Memphis. Five, I've got the Kings taking Jaden McDaniels, the forward out of Washington. At six, I've got the Thunder taking LaMelo Ball, Chino Hills, slash international. At seven, I've got the Wizards taking Theo Maladon, uh, guard international. At eight, I've got the Grizz going RJ Hampton, guard international theme here uh at nine i've got the pistons going tyrese maxi guard out of kentucky and at 10 i've got the Cavs taking pre- precious achua forward out of memphis and then this is where it comes all off the rails because i'll even throw throw the names out wrong even when we've said them right but mine starting at number one the knicks go with lamella ball playing overseas in australia then the bulls go with denny avdia um overseas israel i want to say is uh where he's from yeah. Um, then the Pelicans go with R.J. Hampton, also playing in Australia. Then James Wiseman falls to the Golden State Warriors because no one expected them to be this high in the draft, but they are due to injuries. 
Then Anthony Edwards goes to the Kings at five guard out of Georgia. Cole Anthony, the guard from UNC, goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder at six. Theo Melodon, um, guard from France, goes to the Wizards at number seven. Then Josh Green, the guard from Arizona, going to the Grizzlies at eight. His teammate, Nico Mannion, going to the Pistons at number nine. And then Isaiah Stewart, the forward from Washington, going at number 10 to the Cavs. And the reason why we usually say, like, oh, X from international mm-hmm. is usually because, as you can see, we can't even pronounce their names. So exactly. God save us if we're trying to pronounce you like, know, their, their, yeah. their team names correctly. Yeah. So we're doing this so we don't look at, like bigger idiots. Yeah. Um, we know where they play. We just can't say them. Mm. And, I mean, that's just me being different and i should have just said international but no no i mean that's good you're you're actually you're actually giving more information than he plays his balls not in the united states america his balls are in a different country are throwing a whole wrench into it because it's Mm -hmm. like i didn't want international 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 new zealand breakers and but i mean they're american kids playing overseas let's do this like a typical mock draft we're gonna go one by one nicks are at number one what we all have a point guard Mm -hmm. sean I didn't expect you to have LaMelo Ball with me at number one. Why not? Because I, I assumed the Sean Anderson thing was LaMelo Ball is not going to be the number one. Why? I just assumed some ball hate. So, I've, some, never some hated ball the, I've never hated the balls. Okay. I don't like their father, but I, I'm i very high on Lonzo. I, I've mm-hmm. always wished the best for him. I've always talked about how good of a defensive player he is. I don't like him in the half court. He's not a good passer in the half court. He's not a good initiator in the half court, but he's a phenomenal uh, full court in transition passer. Mm-hmm. He's got a horrible jump shot, but everyone knows that. You don't need a shot doctor to tell you that. But LaMelo Ball, I mean, I still had him going two overall in, in the mm-hmm. mock drafts in 2017 because, I mean, he is a talented player, and with all of that taken in, LaMelo is even more talented than his brother. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we see the stuff that's coming out uh, from when he's playing in the NBL and, he, and he's playing overseas, and, and he, he looks really good. He looks pretty polished. He's not a, a complete player. I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy like his brother that can take over a game with his scoring, but he is a more skilled scorer than... Uh, no, I, I, okay, we can talk about Chino Hills and him putting up 69, but I don't, okay, think, yeah. I don't think he has a fully fleshed out NBA scoring game. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking about these guys as pros and not right. what they were doing in yeah. high school. Yep. I mean, I, you know, that's fair. That's fair. I think Hashim Tabit dropped like 70 in a game because he's so big. Like, he's not, a, but he's not a you know, guy who's going to drop 20. Um, but I think, you know, he's not going to be a guy that can be, you know, a, a guy that's going to put up 25 points a game. He, he's going to be in that at probably max 20 points a game. But what he does is lead an offense. He's a really great leader. He's pretty mature for his age, too. The biggest issue with LaMelo is his defense. He, he doesn't seem locked in consistently uh, at, at every possession, either in high school or, or in the stuff that we saw overseas as well um, when he, they were playing in uh, Lithuania or even what, what I've seen so far uh, in his current days. Got shout to the, uh, the Drew League, too. Yeah, in the, in the True League as well. But I, I, I haven't seen him be locked in defensively. No. But he's got a very unique body, and, and I think that with his athleticism, his body, and his leadership, at least you know, with the ball in his hands, um, and, and his his kind of um, his his mature game uh, that we've seen offensively, I think that he is going to make for a very nice number one pick. Can it change? Absolutely. But right now, I think he is probably the most impressive player that I've seen. It, it 100% can change. But what I've seen, especially from the breakdown that I saw from uh, the dime drop, uh, Jay mm-hmm. Kyle Mann does great breakdowns. Yep. He broke down LaMelo Ball. Um, he pointed out some negatives from him. But taking all of that in, I, I still do think that he's worth a risk uh, taking him number one overall. And if you pair him with 
RJ Barrett might not be the best defensive pairing, but they can move the ball. They can shoot from the outside. They can put up points. I think they can help each other out. So I I think it'd be a really interesting pairing. And I think you do need a guard on that team. Lamelo can bring a lot of length and awareness and good court vision on that team. I I think that'd be a nice addition. Well, I mean, you say lack of defense. They've got a guy in that, and that's uh, Frank on that team. So if they need a guy to come in for a defensive possession, they have Frank who can play defense. Why'd you go with Cole Anthony, though, Dave? You're the, the one oddball out right now. Both LaMelo and LaMelo, you have Cole Anthony to the next. If I'm honest, my first take on this mm-hmm. did have LaMelo ball okay. at number one. You just didn't want everything to be the same? No, okay. no. I, I, he fell because Cole Anthony is, in my mind, what the Knicks need. They need mm-hmm. someone who can take over games, who can score at will at yeah. any level. He's a great ball handler. He can navigate traffic. He's got... Um, He's he's smaller size wise, but he's strong also. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think he's ever gonna be a you know top tier defender out there either. He's definitely shown you know the ability or willingness to at least play defense, which is more than Lamelo Ball has. But you know, for him, it's really being able to take games over. And as I look at this Knicks roster right now, it seem and I know we're like six games into the season, but it seems the way it's constructed. They need someone who can be that guy. Like RJ mm-hmm. Barrett can get buckets, but Mitch Rob isn't going to be your leading scorer. Yeah. Now, if you're hoping in the future, uh, Marooks isn't going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Randall may or may not be. We'll see. But it's just they need someone at the guard position, ball in hand, so you can be confident in night in, night out. And I love Cole Anthony's fit on this team. And I think that he absolutely would embrace the big city life. Mm-hmm. He absolutely would embrace the guard. And everything about him and the Knicks makes sense to me. Um, when I look at LaMelo, I, I just have so many questions about his turnovers, shot selection. He's, you know, perma green lit since he was like nine years old. Yeah. So he has those three of 15 shooting nights pretty often, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing is like the, for as much good and the insane court vision that he has, mm-hmm. his, his size that gives him the advantage over so many guys, um, you know, he'll have to put on muscle mass over time, but he's still such a young kid. I'm not really concerned about that. It's just, he needs to play more controlled, uh, and he gets caught up in the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember watching his highlights from high school way back when he was like going shot for shot with guys. He takes it personally, and he just gets so caught up in the game, which as a fan is awesome, but as a head coach can be infuriating because he throws the offense out of sync. He throws it. He's just like, fuck, I'm doing this, and it's on them to stop me mm-hmm. now. Cool, but at the same time, like, is that really what's best for your team winning games right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Still young, but he is incredibly mature for his age because of what he's had to go through, uh, being a ball, being part of that family, going internationally, coming back, going up against grown-ass men mm-hmm. for basically the last three years has been the best way for him to grow, perhaps, rather than playing against kids mm-hmm. in high school who he just dominates because he's on a different level. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it is tough to get a gauge on him when it does come to his scoring abilities um, because I mean, one thing that he has shown, at least in the NBL, is that he hasn't turning the ball over a ton. Uh, first game, two turnovers, one one turnover, four turnovers, three turnovers for a guy that is pretty ball-heavy and is putting up four assists, eight assists, four assists, seven assists. Mm-hmm. It's pretty decent numbers, and I, and I do like to see that, but you, you're, you're correct about the actual shooting. Um, he, he's not, hasn't been efficient. We don't get full stats from the 
the NBL, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently his three his field goal percentage was 44, 32, 21, and 36 for a total of 34, which is a yikes. Uh, but his free throw <laughs> percentage is good. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to have the same issues that his brother does his shot, shooting. Yeah, so his he, shot's not as bad as... Uh, his shot's better. <laughs> yeah, his shot's way better than Lonzo. It's not saying <laughs> but much, but it's better. it's still not great. That's yeah. the thing. But I, I think it can go if in. It goes and, in, and, yeah. and that's that was what we were saying with Lonzo, but I think mm-hmm. it has uh, at least a better look when, than, when than, it, when than it Lonzo. When it doesn't start so from your lower hip. Yeah. And he's not doing the Ricky, I'm going to catch it, cock down, and then come back up with it before I fire it. He's he's he is he has yeah I mean he he does have some issues with this game and that's why he's not locked in at number right. one. This isn't mm-hmm. a Zion that Zion ran away with it immediately yeah. after one game. It was just like it's it's not going to be that with 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 Lamelo yeah. and there there is things that can 100 percent take him back. But he is an aggressive shooter. Um, you know he he isn't consistent at, at all. But he he is a guy that is going to be aggressive at points, but I also wonder how that's going to change when he hits the NBA. Like, is that is he doing that right now because he's trying to show out, and is he doing that in high school because, you know, it's more fun to be, you know, shooting 30 times a game, and is it fun to do that when you're playing in Lithuania? Is it fun to do that when you're when you're playing in New Zealand? But when it comes to the NBA, will that mindset change? Because he is a guy that isn't unwilling to pass. He is a guy oh, that is, yeah. is going to go out there and, and dish the ball around, so maybe he will try at least in the NBA to be more of a guy that is you know team oriented team focused and will move the ball around and try to get it to guys like RJ Barrett maybe he doesn't feel like he has to do as much of a load because he is playing with more brain uh, brand name brand name guys like an RJ Barrett who is a top three pick well that, that's that's kind of where I would go where do you see that pairing of ball and Barrett because when I looked at the Knicks I, like I said I, I feel like they need a guy who can just take over games and do you yeah. think that do you think that'll be his role in this team, or do you think that he'll be the guy who kind of unlocks Kevin Knox being able to take that next step, the guy who can make those other players better around him? I've consistently thought, I mean, the reason why I had RJ over Ja last year is because I think RJ can take over a game. So I think he is he's a guy to help RJ, and I think he's a guy that can hopefully play off ball of RJ when RJ is the facilitator and the initiator, and RJ, we've seen, has shown that he's a good passer in college and has shown so far through the NBA in the first like five or six games that he has the ability still to move the ball around at the NBA level. I think that he is going to be a complimentary piece to R.J. Barrett. And I think R.J. Barrett is going to be your guy. I don't think Kevin Knox is that guy. You know, Maybe he can help out Kevin Knox. and Maybe Kevin Knox can be a third option for that team offensively. But you're drafting now to build around R.J. Barrett. If R.J. Barrett was in this draft, he is the number one player in this draft. And I think he's kind of running away with it. I still think that he is that skilled of a player. You were talking about such a top-heavy draft last year when it comes to superstar potential. Yep. And I still think that R.J. has that. I don't know if any of those guys are jumping out to me, at least at the position of need for the for the New York Knicks. They don't need another big. Wiseman, I think, might be able to be a star. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they don't need a big. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be a star if he's in the right position, Wiseman. Um, where with, you know, LaMelo, I think LaMelo would be a nice complimentary piece to uh, R.J. Barrett. I think R.J. Barrett is the guy you're building around in New York. Well, and the thing that I also look at with the Knicks that makes this a little bit, I want to use the word convoluted, and that's not even probably the right word, is yes, they need a point guard in my mind, but they also need shooting. And that's what I would try to look for with the Knicks, no matter where you're at in the first round, is who's going to be the guy that I could be like the the point guard, but also with shooting and with Cole Anthony, that's what I want to see more of this year is how is his shooting going to be? Because when you look at the highlights so far, all it is is him driving to the basket. And I feel like if the Knicks get another driver, that's just going to clog things up. They have so many bigs. RJ is more of a driver to me than like a knockdown shooter. And it's like the only true knockdown shooter they have is 
Kevin Knox, but like we're saying, he hasn't been unleashed yet. He hasn't been unlocked to what they expect. Like, yeah, he has the best three-point percentage of guys taking at least like four threes a game, but he's still not hitting them consistently to where that's what maybe I would look at. Also, are they going to look for a guard that, like you said, maybe he's more of an assist guy? Like, would maybe a, and obviously you're not going to do this at one, but would Theo be more up their alley if they're later in the top ten where it's like, hey, he's not going to be the guy being the scorer. RJ's the first scorer, but Theo can play defense and maybe get other people involved. I would put my money on the Knicks not drafting an international player at the top of a draft for a very, <laughs> very long time. I mean, I mean, Kristaps worked, worked out. out did it? I mean, he, 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 <laughs> he's traded him. Like, yeah. One of the like best players on oh, no, that draft. He's a just, very good player. Yeah, yeah. But again, it wasn't the wrong pick. Yeah. They, I mean, they, 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 they picked the right draft guy. night, and then they watched him play, and they're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And then they're like, let's dig back to this well again. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, I, bad coaching shit. I, I don't, I, it's, it, it's difficult with the Knicks, too, just because what we've seen from Fizdale is heavy isolation ball. Mm-hmm. So, which guy is going to be the best in isolation? I don't even know. It might be Cole Anthony, but mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards seems to be a really good scorer as well. So Unless if they're going to go when's that, the last time we saw a two-guard go first overall? I mean, Wiggins? Yeah. yeah. Right? How's that, that work? Oh, one overall, right? Number one overall. Yeah, yeah. Wiggins, I think. Um, well, he was a three. Mm, six, but, six, he could be, but he's playing two now. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think Wiggins is probably the closest you're going to get to it if you want to say Marco Fultz is because he can't, but he's, no, he's, 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 he's a, a one. Point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would say that I, I think that they'll being in New York, it's going to come down to a, a name like LaMelo mm-hmm. or if someone truly separates themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a name has truly separated himself right now. And I think LaMelo Ball at least is probably the most intriguing. And I think that he is a guy that has shown that he is more than just his family and he has the potential to step up a little bit. It is early in his NBL career, so I'm not going to take his stats too much into it. Yeah. All of this can change by May 12. Dude, week one of the season, how much of our prediction has changed just yeah, from watching 100%. literally so, like three games? So I, I think LaMelo is probably the most intriguing right now. So if I had to take a player from this draft, number one, I'd, I'd take LaMelo because he is super intriguing with his body and, and what, what he can do uh, when he does have the ball in his hands. What about the Bulls? Both of you guys have Anthony Edwards. I'm going with Denny um, International. What do you guys like about Anthony Edwards being the pick for the Bulls at two? I find him super intriguing. I think I said this when we were talking a little bit like at the end of the draft last year, um, that he is a guy that is super intriguing to me. He's a guy that at 6'5", plays like a, a a bigger player. He plays super aggressively. He plays powerful. Um, he, he is extremely athletic. Um, I really love his potential. And, and some people have said, um, you know, he, he, he can be in that mold uh, that Tom Crean has helped develop, like Dwayne Wade and, and like Victor Oladipo. That's coming from uh, Jonathan uh, Gavini. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Gavini from uh, ESPN. Um, he says Edwards might have found a mentor and a head coach who helped develop Dwayne Wade and Victor Oladipo. Um, I, I really am intrigued by his ability to score. I'm intrigued by his aggressiveness. I think that's something that we've talked about with this team is that they're they're missing aggressiveness in Chicago. I, I know Zach Levine has shown it at times, but is he going to be aggressiveness on both aggressive on both ends? And is he going to be able to take the reins? And so far, Zach hasn't been able to do that. But if Anthony Edwards, Edwards goes out for a Georgia team that's been lacking a lot of success in their program history, at least in the past 20 years, if he goes out there and helps this team, pushes them forward, 
and goes out there and puts up 20 a night for Georgia and is aggressive attacking the bucket left and right, I think it's going to be tough for this team to pass up on Anthony Edwards because, yes, he is 6'5". It might not be a true small forward, but with his physicality, I think he might be able to play a little bit bigger in the NBA than his height might uh, show. 6'5 guys can play small forward in, in the NBA nowadays, so I wouldn't be too too worried about his actual positioning. Mm-hmm. I think he might be able to be a, a, a three for this Bulls team, and you know I don't think they're exactly stuck to having Zach be on this team long term, so I, I think you're drafting for the future here, and I think Anthony Edwards has the most star potential, um, at least with the guys available. So I, I, I'm super intrigued by Edwards, and I think that he'd be a, 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 an exciting pick for Bulls fans. Yeah, I think he's absolutely one of the most talented kids in this draft. I think he might actually have one of the highest top ends as well. And could we be talking him... about number one pick, Anthony? Edwards? Oh, absolutely, he's 100%. absolutely in the conversation. There, there is no, there is so many guys that are in that conversation mm-hmm. because of this draft class. Yeah, it's guys that have a ton of potential, but no one's separating themselves enough with their actual play with where they are right now in their until game. someone zions it and just comes well, out week one, and we go well, and he's the guy who can do it. That's <laughs> okay. that's the thing. He is scary good, and he's done it. Like his entire life, and that's where I'm super excited. Is like he's a guy who can take it to the next level. And you mentioned the whole Zach Levine. Would they take another two guard? Would they take a three? And I just keep going back and wondering. I can't go. Keep I going. have to sneeze. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is going on behind <laughs> me? Trying to sneeze. Sean, Sean standing behind. You guys can't see it because yeah. the logo. Yeah, because I didn't. I was trying to be professional and not like sneeze on camera. And Dave's like looking at me like I don't know what to do. I didn't know if you're going to the camera. I, that's, I thought I already did, did the camera. Then I was coming okay. back and then I had to sneeze. <laughs> how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. Point like, pain. How Dave, it's made. Dave can't. Dave can't do anything. Without. I'm easily distracted. You can't, you, know this. you can't multitask. No, I, I multitask great when I'm not in this room. It's you problem. <laughs> Go on, Dave. I don't think you worry about Zach Levine. You're at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about taking someone who plays a similar role because the top end for Anthony Edwards is sky high. Zach Levine mm-hmm. may or may not be the future of this team. I'm not passed up on someone's talent as Anthony Edwards at the number two spot. You just you don't miss those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, maybe with me going with um, Denny over like an Edwards Maybe it's because I'm thinking more of like, okay, Zach's our guy at two. And like, I know what Sean said, like, oh, guys who are 6'5", and like, you said his uh, size and then pulled up his footage. I'm like, he don't look like body-wise like he's a 6'5 guy. Um, like, he's his built. shoulders and everything, it's like, you sure he's not 6'9"? Yeah, it's like, I built. know he's not 6'9", well, but like, he's built like a big boy. But he's six five. Here's the thing too: is like heights are always fucky yep. with this stuff. So I've seen him listed six five, but on this mm-hmm. this ESPN article, they have him listed six three, six three, two eighteen, six ten wingspan. So he might even be smaller than what mm-hmm. he actually is. So yeah. I mean, he's he's a guy that is compared to uh, Eric Gordon. We've seen Eric Gordon play the three for Houston before. So I, I it's it's difficult right now. Because the best thing that the Bulls have are their guards, at least, mm-hmm. in Kobe White and Zach Levine. Uh, you might, you could make an argument for their bigs as well. Market and, and, and Carter are, are an intriguing pair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think the Bulls need a superstar. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this a little bit. I think Anthony Edwards can be a superstar. The biggest issues that I do have is, and, and this has come out, that he's he's not always locked in defensively. And, and this is coming from guys that know much more about this this stuff right now than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I haven't been watching these guys throughout high school a ton. I haven't been watching these guys in in you know the 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 um, uh, what's the. Uh, AAU. AAU. I'm watching circuit, a ton yeah. of their AAU stuff. These guys have been there, uh, you know, actually watching, you know, them front, front, uh, you know, 
pretty much every day. They're following them around, basically. Like, yes. hey, go from AAU to AAU. Talent scouts. AAU. Yeah, they, yes. they're talent scouts. And they're saying that he's undisciplined defender. <laughs> How isn't Dave always engaged. Uh, you know, he's a streaky, <laughs> perim- streaky perimeter shooter. Um, but I, I, I do think that he is a guy that has come on late in his career. And I think that that's something that can be developed. And it is something that if he is able to hit on all that, he can be a guy that can score at every single level. He could take over a game. And with his aggressiveness, I would absolutely love to see him in, in Chicago because they mm-hmm. need someone with some bite. And he's got the body to play defense. You mentioned that 6'10 yeah. wingspan. Like, mm-hmm. if he continues to grow, and I know he's uh, like this class age wise for a freshman mm-hmm. is kind of all over the place. You've got yeah. guys who will be 21 by the time the draft happens, mm-hmm. other guys, you know, will be like 18 and a half or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just. We're all over the place. This is a weird class because of reclassification. Theo was born June 12th, 2001. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. LaMelo was August 22nd, 2001. Like, these yeah. guys are so young. But yeah. There is some of these guys that are a little bit older. Um, I think even RJ Hampton's extremely young as well. Yeah. So he, he reclassified. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, in this draft, we were talking about it. There's not a lot of imposing players, at least size-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaMelo is out there because he is, you know, 6'9", but he is small. He's, is he 6'9 he's, he's now? Thin. I heard that 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, now we're just putting him at 6'9". He's big. He's yeah. big, but, he, be, but, but he's he, not, like, he's, big. Yeah. That's well, the difference. There's all, all the talk that he's bigger than his brother. Yeah. And, and, and well, we know he's taller and, than his brother. And, and Lonzo's, like, 6'7". Lonzo's 6'6". Yeah. Six, so, I mean, he's, he's yeah. got to be tall. I mean, he's, he's at least 6'7". It's mm-hmm. the question of, like, how much taller is he now? Yeah, and, but but he's yeah. thin. So yeah. And that's something, too. Anthony Edwards, now he might be 6'3", but but he's he's built. Um, yeah. Cole Anthony, one of the, uh, another premier player in this this game, or this draft class, he's under 6'3", I think. Yeah, he's probably 6'1". Yeah, yeah. Nico Mannion's small as well. Yeah. Uh, Theo, I believe, is small as well. Uh, there's not a ton of big guys out there, and I think that's why we, you know, Denny's popping up, and, mm-hmm. and obviously Wiseman being at seven one, like he's physically imposing. Yeah. Um, but there isn't those guys like RJ and 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 and, and uh, Jalen Brown and and uh, uh, Jason Tatum and, and Zion. There aren't these great wing prospects out there, and I think this is this probably is the, the biggest year the thing. Guard. Yeah, this is the biggest thing that I think is the, the 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 weakness of this draft is there aren't those guys that are in that middle position that mm-hmm. could possibly be franchise changer. So Anthony Edwards, he might not hit a growth spurt, but he is at least physically imposing, and that's yeah. what I do like about him in a, in a draft that is kind of lacking that in those guys that can be ball handlers. Well, and that's like, and I know that before I before I jump the gun, um, with me and Denny just, yeah, with just the say, thing with the Bulls is, more about this. I kind of like what I see what from, I know, small sample size. I know he played last year, but like he can shoot the three. We can plug him at the, at the three position, the small forward, and maybe this is just me hearing what the bull like. The bulls are telling me one thing and showing me another. Um, when they say, "Oh, we want to work on our transition offense, and we want to be a team that runs," they're doing the whole "run with us" thing. I see his passes, and it's like he leads guys in transitions. Whether it's a one-handed bounce pass, whether it's a "Hey, I'm going to throw the ball down the court," and I know some of those are like, "Well, Ricky." Some of those could be ill-advised, intercepted by guys, but like in transition, he could be a guy that helps push this team, add some shooting from the outside that right now we can't hit the broadside of a barn from the outside. So, I mean, that's really why I was looking more at a Denny more than like an Anthony Edwards. Plus, I mean, like Dave, you said, forget that Zach's on the team. I haven't done that. I like, I even had that mindset of like, no, Zach is here. He's our like he's our. Two. I mean, if you believe that Denny is better than Anthony Edwards, mm-hmm. then yeah, it, that's fine. Yeah. Take him. My my thought is don't let a a player in that position stop you from taking the best player available in your mind. Exactly. Like yeah. you've always been the 
you've always tried to tell me it's like Ricky, don't think need B- BPA, BPA, BPA. Yeah, unless it's a situation where it's just there. There's no way you can play like the yeah. Knicks. Like Mitchell Robinson is good enough that I would not take James Wiseman, Wiseman unless yeah. Wiseman has a year where he's looking like. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis out there yeah. where it's like maybe he could be a tweener and play stretch four out there mm-hmm. alongside another big or, or if, if he does something of that caliber. Yeah. Or if he could be as out. dominant yeah. as a player as DeAndre Ayton is. Exactly. Or maybe he doesn't have like that great of a shot like Anthony Davis did or the ability to do to, to stretch out yeah. with his ball handling abilities. But if he is that physically imposing, maybe you do not write him off. Exactly. Uh, because Mitchell Robinson would be a very intriguing trade piece for people, too. And that that way you could possibly, you know, Im- you know, add to your team while also improving that position. Um, because we we so far from Mitchell Robinson, defensive monster. Oh my God, he massacres people but, but on the boards. Uh, offensively, he isn't really you know there yet. Yeah, um, he's still extremely young. Um, yeah, I wouldn't write anybody off for any any team, but I, I think with with all of these teams, mm-hmm. Knicks, Bulls, um, maybe not the Pelicans and Warriors, but Kings, Thunder. Uh, Pistons, like you need Cavs, a young superstar. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need one of these guys. We talked about it consistently with the Magic. You guys need a young superstar. They still haven't been able to find it, and that's why they're not going to be a top of the top team in the Eastern Conference uh, right now. They're one of the worst teams in the, in the Eastern Conference. They haven't really, we're winning. We're, we're making our way back up. Hopefully, <laughs> um, I think they're well, at least when it comes to point wise. Oh, yeah, like, no, they're, we're they're scoring like ninety. Oh, no, I'm talking about the Magic. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. they're scoring like ninety nine points a game and ninety, mm-hmm. and, but they're holding guys to ninety nine. But they don't have a superstar yet. And I think with the Bulls too, you haven't had a superstar since really D. Rose won, yeah. won the MVP yeah, in 2011. Yeah. You know, you, you, some people made the argument for Jimmy Butler, but I was making the argument that he wasn't even a number one on a team. And, you know, he kind of showed that bouncing around from 76ers to, to Minnesota. And he is the number one right now on the Heat team, but they were winning games without him because of, you know, Spolstra and how deep that team is. So I, I don't think this team has had a superstar since mm-hmm. D. Rose. And then before that, it was Jordan. So I think yeah. you need some superstar power. And I think you go after whoever that may be, whether it be Wiseman, whether it be Anthony Edwards. Um, it might be tough, though, to pick Wiseman since you did put assets into marketing mm-hmm. and into Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. And we take feel those good guys about high. those guys right yeah. now. It's just, mm, yeah. What about, <laughs> what about the next team? And we know how, how, how much a superstar can change at those positions that yeah. where you're handling True. the ball at the three and the two. What about the next one, though? The Pelicans were all over the board. Mar- mm-hmm. our, Sean's got Cole Anthony. I don't know why I said Mark. Maybe because Mark and in. Mark is in yeah. my mind. Um, Cole Anthony, I had RJ. Dave goes Denny. This was one of the hardest picks for me because my next pick of Wiseman, I almost had him go here because Same it's piece. like they're going to have Jaws off the books. Like They're going to have some openings for their fours and fives. Hey, they can go with a Wiseman pair up. What? Could you imagine pairing up? Wiseman and yeah. Zion down low. They've got Jackson Hayes too. Like they can create like a little unique front court. And then there's a part of me of like, well, what if they go with like an Anthony Edwards or a Cole Anthony? But they just drafted or they traded for Lonzo. They've got Drew Holiday still. So for me, this was just one where it's like, well, RJ is my best player available on my board. So let me just give them who I think. Well, the best player would probably be Wiseman, then RJ. But I'm not going to go Wiseman. I'm going to go RJ here for the Pelicans. That was kind of like my thinking and how I almost flipped these mm-hmm. two and fucked up the rest of my draft because then the Warriors would have been like, great, who do we take? The reason why I have Cole Anthony here is, and you can make an argument for a lot of players mm-hmm. here because they do have, I think there are two that are locked in that are going to be on this team next year for sure is going to be... Zion and it's going to be Drew Holiday. Um, oh, Drew Holiday's not moving. Okay. I mean, Bi yeah. is going to be a, a free agent. Uh, Bi getting damn he's gonna be, he's, from somebody. He's going to be an RFA. He's going to be an RFA. So it's not 
it's not solidified that he's going to be on the Pelicans. Right. Mm-hmm. The I Pelicans agree. can match the offer, and yeah. they might, but we don't know what position they're going to be in and what direction they want to go to. Yep. And they did put in assets to take Jackson Hayes higher than they did take uh, Nikki Alexander-Walker. And I think at that guard position, you're missing someone who can be explosive and score. And I think that if you have a guy like Zion that could score at the power forward, three, even small five level, I think you need to have that at the guard level. And Drew Holiday is a very good player, and he's shown that being able to put up near 20 points per game for, I think, the past two years. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's an explosive scorer. And Cole Anthony is that. And I think you can pair Cole Anthony up with uh, Drew Holiday and then add Zion on top of that. You can have an extremely good backcourt, and I think you can start building this team a little bit like how the Warriors were built because you have a great shooting three or two in, in Drew Holiday and a great defensive two in Drew Holiday. And I don't know if Cole Anthony's ever going to be Steph levels, but he is a very aggressive player. He can score the ball and maybe he's not the best passer in the world, but he is capable and he can play decent defense, probably a little bit better than Steph. So he's not obviously Steph at all, but I think at least if you're trying to build that, that, that Warriors model, you're looking for a guy who can handle the ball and score and, and, and not be afraid to shoot. And that is what Steph was for that Warriors team. And we always talk about Zion being that Draymond. And maybe you take a little bit of pressure off of him so he doesn't hurt himself and doesn't put a ton of pressure on him. But we know how explosive he can be. And he'll be more explosive than Draymond ever was. And I think that you could really build an interesting three, you know, triumphant there in Cole Anthony, Drew Holiday, and Zion Williamson. And I don't know how much Wiseman can take over a game. And then you're also right now dealing with a lot of lack of spacing on that team. And Wiseman doesn't help that, where I think Mm -hmm. you can get a little bit more modern and having Cole Anthony, Drew Holiday, and Zion as your three would be extremely interesting. And, you know, Jackson Hayes is still there. He's still young. Really, all he needs to do is add some weight to his game, and he could be really good. He's extremely aggressive. So I like him as a five, and, and I wouldn't really move away from him. And you do have Lonzo there. I don't think Lonzo's, you know, in the future plans for sure. B.I. is there, but I don't know if he's in the future plans for sure for that team. I think it wouldn't be shocking if they you know, matched an offer for, for B.I., but then signed and traded him. Um, I don't think it would be shocking if they moved away from, from Lonzo. I don't think it would be shocking if they tried to add more assets to this team to try to build around Zion. Yep. And I think Cole Anthony would be a very interesting piece to do that with more interesting than Wiseman is just because of the way that Wiseman does play. Wiseman, again, might be the best player in this entire draft, um, but I don't know if he's a fit for every single team. Mm -hmm. And when you have a superstar like Zion, or at least a player with superstar potential like Zion, I want to make sure that that comes out the most, and I think Cole Anthony could probably do that, at least with who's available on this board. The way I look at it is I agree with uh, some of the pieces on there about who's their guaranteed guys, who's moving forward with this team, but I look at their lack of depth at the wing, and I Mm -hmm. think... Where's the where, where you know what's the best place for Zion to be? Mm-hmm. I kind of lean towards the center. I kind of think that you just roll with. They can be the focal point. Just literally, just, just run with a team of guys who are between you know six four and six eleven, and that's your team. You don't need a traditional center because mm-hmm. you have just rangy guys in every position. Lonzo has that incredible wingspan. Drew has great lockdown wingspan. Nikhil Alexander Walker, same thing. Josh Hart, great defender. We know he can defend two through five, basically. Uh, B.I., if he stays on the team, which I hope he does, again, long athletic players. And that's where I would keep going with, now that you have that, let's get that space there. Let's go with Denny. Let's go with someone who has great size, decent enough ball handling ability, 
can go out there and kind of give you that X factor because I think you can stretch Zion to the five in some lineups, have uh, Denny out there at the four or play BI at the four and Denny at the three, really, whatever matchup really works best for you and give them someone who's happy to space out that floor for them. Give them another offensive weapon because right mm-hmm. now without Zion on the floor, it's been interesting. It's I've, I've really enjoyed the way I've seen this Pelicans team evolve over their yeah. first couple of weeks in the there, season. There hasn't been great results, but yeah, they've well, been. Well, it's they're playing close enough, and mm-hmm. BI has been BI who we saw at the end of last year. And with someone who hasn't really had an offseason, he, you know, had that health issue where it shut him down at the end of last year, was getting healthy again due to the blood clot issue. And he just runs right in this year and picks right back up without missing a beat. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's shooting in a clip that's not sustainable, I would think. But look, I mean, when you're shooting that well, who's going to question it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at this, I'm like, add spacing. I love Jackson Hayes. I definitely love the way he plays up-tempo. And that's where I kind of question the Wiseman because mm-hmm. this is a run-and-gun team. And Wiseman's foot speed is definitely up for question. His, yeah. I know there was talked about, like, well, he's a seven-footer playing against guys who are, like, you know, six-foot-six at center, so he doesn't have to hustle every game, which is the DeAndre Ayton kind of question again mm-hmm. of, like, where's this guy's motivation going to come from? Yeah. Is he going to be able to show it every night out there? And I really like the idea of, you know, what he could be on this team, but I think Wiseman's, I roll it back. Wiseman's greatest plus, yeah. and some people might be like, eh, is who his coach is, because I feel like... Penny yep. is going to be on him. Like, there's no, there's not going to be a situation where Wiseman will be like, oh, well, I've got it against this. I feel like Penny Hardaway is the guy where it's mm-hmm. like he's going to be on those recruits that he brought I mean, they have in. Such a load because they've got a lot group. to live up for. I know that yep. they weren't you when we were on the I podcast last week. The fact how low they're rated alone that where I think they're rated like twenty coming into the year. Yeah. Um, but Penny Hardaway, I think, is going to keep on them to where yeah. that's going to be a plus for Wiseman. But the Pelicans, too, that's why I went with RJ, of scoring, can play some defense, he can shoot from the outside, and can help this team because, I, like Sean said, I like Zion. Like you said, I like Jackson Hayes. I like what they've got. So where does he don't fit with me- this loaded back? Like, who's who's the guy they're moving on from? Like, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. we're saying stay, right? Stay, yeah. stay, consensus stay. I would, I would be. I, they, I, I think it would be a massive mistake for them to move away from Agreed. Drew Holiday. Agreed. Can they? Yes, but I think it'd be a mistake. Yeah, but he's a great veteran in that locker room too, which you need to keep yes. somebody I mean, around to be that great presence. Uh, Lonzo Ball has one more year under contract. He could be a piece of moves. That's I've, why I, I told did, you guys this year that he was going to be a bench guard. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's why I, Lonzo's the reason why I didn't have Cole Anthony here mm-hmm. because. I feel like it'd be ill-advised to move on from Lonzo so soon. I disagree. Let him at least We're play out. Like, Lonzo once Zion's back, though. That's the thing. Is like yeah. this is this is Lonzo not able to run the style mm-hmm. that we've seen Lonzo successful in. You give him that big guy, athletic, who can just oop every time down the court, who you can just dish down to the low post. But that's not worry that's, about like that's a part. What uh, what what, if, yeah. what happens if they if they try to take that away? What happens when you're not in transition? I mean, I think. What and that's that's the thing yeah. with me is like if they're able to stop transition if they're able to put a guy immediately on Lonzo to try to slow him down and not yeah. be able to get back in transition and let the other guys catch up mm-hmm. how is he going to react and I, I don't know if he can react positively enough to be a guy that will work his way into the starting lineup consistently and if you're saying he's going to be a bench guy well guess what there's going to be a guy that's going to be cheaper long term on that bench that can play a, a very good guard position he's not going to be a starter at any point but he is a very all-around solid basketball player, Nikki Alexander-Walker, and he's going to be cheaper because it doesn't have that name. He doesn't have that number two overall draft pick tied to his name in Lonzo Ball. 
I think it'd be smart for them to move away from Lonzo Ball. And I think if you draft a guard like Cole Anthony, you could still play up-tempo. You could play yeah. really quick. That guy is so quick and mm-hmm. speedy. And that's why I would really like to to pair him with that. I think you can keep that up-tempo going. And I think he's a, he's a great fit in that backcourt next to Drew Holiday. And if you need some size, you need some guy who isn't going to turn the ball over and just be a consistent player out there, you could bring in Nicky Alexander-Walker. And, and I would say spend the money and keep B.I. out there. Because if B.I. is continuing to shoot like he is, then I think it'd be stupid to move away from him. And he does then provide that that spacing that you need. And then you have Jackson Hayes. And I think Cole Anthony, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jackson Hayes could be a very intriguing you know, f- starting five. And if you want to take Hayes out there and put Melly out there and give more sh- shooting out there, you can 100% do that. Because Melly's been you know pretty, pretty decent for them in, in spurts so far through this year. So I, I think that going with speed and and, and, and Ball handling at the guard position would probably be their best move, and that's why I have Cole Anthony. I'm, I'm iffy on the Wiseman thing mm-hmm. uh, just because he does seem like a body, and I don't think they really need that right now. And the R.J. Hampton thing is like... I, Ricky, I, yeah, I, how's R.J. Hampton going to well, fit in running this me, team? For me, it's exactly what you were going into. What's the position I was looking at? And I looked at the two, where it's like, in two years, you've got Etwan Moore's up at the end of this year. you got J.J. Redick up at the end of next year. Like, I like Josh Hart. But Josh Hart, to me, is never going to be the guy that's, like, the consistent starter for them. He's going to be a guy off the bench. Mm -hmm. I look at Nikhil, and it's like, from what Sean's saying, it's almost like a, well, if you get rid of Lonzo and let's say you don't go with Cole Anthony, do you kind of move Nikhil into the backup one kind of spot? But you have Nikhil locked down. I would feel a lot more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Uh, it's blanking me. Sean with a name and missing up names. I'm missing up n- normal words. Comfortable yep. with having RJ Nikhil and Josh Hart as my three. Well, Josh Hart, take him off because he could be up when JJ's up. But having I don't Nik- see JJ being on this team next year. Having Nikhil, having Nikhil and RJ, because RJ can give you that scoring. He can give you that defense and that shooting from the outside and can pair up with Nikhil where those are my main two at the two guard where Lonzo and Drew Holiday could be my I mean, two Lonzo's ones. not even a one. Or I'm sorry, uh, Drew Holiday's not a one. I mean, it's yeah, just, he's a two. But that, he's, that's why I'm saying he's like, technically listed as a point guard right now because that's where they have him playing. Yeah. Mm. I, I think this Pelicans team, at least with that, I, I just I, I don't know if Lonzo's fit. They need they need to stretch the floor, mm-hmm. and that that's the thing that I just don't think Lonzo's ever going to get down into his head and and, and, and into his game. I, I, so I, I think that. Cole Anthony can provide some shooting. Um, he's not consistent yet, but let's see what he does throughout 30 games in the college game. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's able to show that he's you know he's improved his shooting. He's got range, which I like. He just needs to hit it more often. So I, I think that he's probably the most intriguing to me. Um, the, the Denny thing, I, I don't really want to, mainly just because I don't know if he's going to be a great shooter. And then you have another guy that's just kind of like B.I. He's a guy that can handle the ball a bit, that is bigger, mm-hmm. that can play defense but again then you're worrying more about you know spacing where yeah, Cole he, Anthony he can space that's what I'm saying like he can space he is but but there's there's concerns about his free throw percentage there's shooting there's concerns about his actual consistency from the outside and that's the biggest thing that worries me I mean uh in in giving his piece inconsistent shooter who converted 32 percent of his three pointers and 58 percent of his free throws over a huge sample size mechanics have been tweaked repeatedly to the point that you rarely see him shooting the same way yeah. that's worrying and if you already young. have Lonzo Ball who can't shoot and doesn't have mechanics down, that that's worrying to me. So I, I would I would stay away from them just for okay. the fit that they have. They lack spacing, and I think that you mm-hmm. know if he doesn't hit, 
if Denny doesn't you know improve his shooting, then you're just yep. dealing with another player that can't shoot. What about the Warriors? Was this the easiest pick in the world? Pretty All much. three yeah. of us have Wiseman. So the question I want to ask is this. If the Warriors find themselves in a situation this year by the time we get to the draft to where they can't get Wiseman, is that a – I don't want to say a fail, but is it basically Wiseman or bust for the Warriors in this draft? Or are there other guys no. you think that they'll look at and scout and they could get to where it's not just all on the Warriors getting Wiseman – because it's a five that they can yeah, plug in there. I, I think you're stretching there. It, the reason why we all have Wiseman going there is because they have the need for a center. Mm-hmm. And when I mean, you look at who they have on their team, Clay and Steph, you need a guy who could set picks. This guy is physically imposing. Yeah. So it's really just BPA here. It's, yep. it's not really a, a bust thing because if you don't get him, well, you still have Steph and Clay hopefully coming back healthy next year. And you have Draymond if you don't trade him. And, and I don't know what the situation with D'Lo is. I'd move him with the with Steph breaking his hand for for, for three months um, or at least going to be re- reevaluated in three months. So I personally would think that this team's going to go in with Steph and Clay, which they should. Draymond might be around. And then with that, you need to fill out either the three or you need to fill out the five. And I think adding a guy who can be physically imposing like Wiseman can would add something very new to this team that we haven't seen, a physically dominant big man mm-hmm. on this team. I think it would be an intriguing add. And, and and I don't know if Draymond will be able to get up his three-point shooting, but if he does, it makes that team even better because then you can just abuse people down low, and that's going to open up Steph and Clay outside even more. Um, but, no, it's not boomer bust for them because they could they still need a three. They still mm-hmm. need a wing, and, and yep. they, they haven't had an elite wing, I mean, outside of KD, that yeah, they've they, been able to scout. Yeah, they've just been – just suffering they, with Kevin Durant as their wing, to, you know? That they've been able to scout. Did yep. they scout Katie? No. Well, no. technically, yes. No, they they poached him. They recruited him. Yeah, they, they poached him. They didn't scout him. I mean, they, 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 Draymond they, was like, that guy who beat us is pretty good. They I'm didn't give him a call. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> scout. They haven't scouted an elite wing. They, yeah. they they had Clay. They had Draymond. They had they had Steph. Those were the guys. The that disrespect they, that they, they to Jacob Evans the third. Yeah. So I mean, they, like or Andre Luvadella. Well, he's a point guard. They weren't scouted. He was just, yeah, and yeah. he was a, he was another recruit. Same with yeah. I mean, so I would say that yes, their draft picks. It's a three or a five. That's what they need. And if they're mm-hmm. in a position to take an elite one, great. Is it bust? No, you still have Steph. So no, and I think it's just it just sucks that those guys are injured. Right now, our draft classes are so guard heavy because that's what we've seen out of these kids coming out of high school mm-hmm. and AAU and the under eighteens. But when it comes down to it, like I'm sure some wings will rise up through the ranks. Like a, like, like a Precious, like a Whitney. Then I'm looking on Tankathon to see just There's a chance the guys you know, some of those guys, or maybe we'll get some older guys who are mm-hmm. able to step up like Jordan Noara. Like, there are, there are guys in college who are going to be good wings, and I think that's really, I agree. It's a three or a five with this team to balance them out. If they mm-hmm. decide for whatever reasons to keep D'Lo, and they run Steph, D'Lo, Clay, yeah. Dre, and then... Wiseman? Fuck. That's that's terrifying Nasty. amount of offense. Yeah, and, and I think... The, and you, you have physicality at the four and the five. Clay can guard any three in the league because he's Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, like, really, you're just kind of forfeiting the backcourt to Ole's, but whatever. Good luck gaining through Draymond and Wiseman at the rim. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the, the thing, too, is... I think the reason why Wiseman isn't more attractive and isn't going top three, at least in any of our mocks, is because you've talked about this before. I mean, we know how much effect the five can have on the game, and it's it's little to none. How many elite big mans are winning, and they're winning because of elite big mans? I mean, you're winning with guys that are going to have their ball in their hands and attacking from the outside on a night-in, night-out basis. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, those are the guys that are raising things, uh, trophies, over the trophies heads. above their heads. Same with Ka- Kawhi Leonard last yeah. year. Some of those I intriguing mean, ones are big men. We love Joel Embiid. We love yeah. Kat. We love Jokic. We love, love these Jokic. guys, but they've yet to win the win everything, and that's the problem mm-hmm. is how much is yeah. the ball in your hand and how much can you 
put around them because playing around a five is interesting because everyone kind of plays a little different. Mm-hmm. Even AD consensus i'm not a five don't make me play the five i won't stand at the yeah. five i won't do this i will refuse like they went out and got dwight howard off the trash heap who mm-hmm. is playing amazingly because he's slimmed down and he's only six nine like yeah. come on it's just the five and is such a hard position to center your team around and win when he's your the, best player the thing too is that it's easier to guard a guy that is you know use you know making most of his touches in the post mm-hmm. because then you could just double team him and then that way you're still yeah, pressuring him into a little bit worse shots and hey even if he makes the shot you're only hurting us with two where if you're you know you're guarding Kevin Durant it's going to be tough to double team him because he's got space to dribble out of and then pass to you know whoever else is out there whether it be Kyrie now that he's in the nets or you know uh, Karis LeVert who then can attack you when you start double teaming and then you have wide open guy like where, Joe Harris yeah. who's just you know hitting that like 47% where, where you'd rather pressure a guy in the, in the post and then yep. have them kick out to a three and you know even if it's open if you're not kicking out to Joe Harris well then maybe they're only shooting that at 35% and you know you yeah, might be giving up an open that. three but still you're probably going to force more more turnovers and more missed shots than you are giving wide open threes that are going to go in so I mean really the only player that can do that consistently is Jokic passing out of the low post but even then he hasn't had success in the playoffs yet he's yep. been very good in the playoffs yep. In, in his short run, but they, they you know, couldn't even get past Portland. So I, I think that when you, you have elite guards and you have elite wings, that's what's going to change your franchise. Warriors already have that, so they can take Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then let's move on. Five, the Kings. Sean had Scott Lewis. I've got Anthony Edwards, Dave, Jaden McDaniels. What's going on with the Kings here? Because with me, it was just who's the guy that's there, and I was looking more of guard and more of the two because they've got – an intriguing situation that I think is going to go all year is the Bogdan situation. Yeah. They haven't extended him yet. Is yep. he going to be a guy that in free agency says, peace, I'm out here. Yeah. This team is giving me more money. And are the Kings going to match that when he gets it? I, I think with the Buddy contract and the, the, the fact Harrison that they're going to Harrison Barnes contract as well. Yeah, the Harrison Barnes contract, they're going to have to extend Fox <laughs> at some point as well. Um, I, I think that, unfortunately, Bogdanovich is going to be moved away from. Um, I really like him as a player, but I don't think he's going to be on this Kings team. The biggest thing that's worrying me is this team just looks like shit. This team does not look like this Kings mm-hmm. team that was you know, early last season that was fast and exciting and moving the ball up the floor. This team was supposed to be one of the best league pass teams in the league this year. Through Which, six games, check out the like, fast break. We're yeah. going to take a deep dive on that. Yeah, they look like dog shit. So I, I really don't want to see this team play because mm-hmm. they've just looked horrible. And, and I don't know if that's because of Luke Walton. We discussed that on the fast break, whether he should be fired and whether he's the issue, but what I do think they need is a guy that is going to be athletic and a guy that can play that two and the three that you know is just going to help out Darren Fox and is going to help out Buddy Heald. Um, I think you need a guy that is going to be a a, a a possible impactful player and having a guy that can play a great defense and shoot from the outside will just help any NBA team. And I think Scott Lewis can be a guy that is a little bit of a riser. Right now he's tenth uh, on. Uh, uh, Gavini's uh, uh, board that he has. Um, he's not really one of these guys that are is, is super top of the list, mm-hmm. um, but he is a guy that um, was a potential phenom at 13. Um, he's gone some up and downs, but he's he's a great athlete. He's got a seven foot wingspan. Um, I really do think that he can be a guy that can be intriguing if he is able to add some more muscle. Right now, he's 6'5", 184. If he's able to build up and, and, and you know add some weight to himself um, with that seven foot wingspan, I think it could be an interesting three uh, mm-hmm. for, for for this team. Or even then, you can move Buddy older, uh, Buddy older because we know he's big like Clay. Um, so 
you know, this team is is concerning just because of the way that they've played so far. Yeah. But you know, the talent is there. We know Darren Fox is very good. We know Buddy Heald's very good. Marvin Bagley is currently injured, but we know he is a guy that can be a mismatch nightmare uh, mm-hmm. when healthy. So. This team, I think, just needs to add more wing because shooting's never hurt a team, and you're losing Bogdanovich, and this guy can help. Yeah, I I, I agree with shooting's always good, defense always good, and you need to you need to find a three answer because I know it wasn't Bogdanovich. There's mm-hmm. a reason he's running the second unit. They went out and had to pay for Harrison Barnes because they needed someone who would come in, be a professional, run the three with that offense out there, and be consistent. And like I love Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. This kid. He's not even a kid. He's a grown ass man. I'll be honest, <laughs> but like he is had, he younger than us. Yeah, he's younger okay. than us. Uh, but he's older than a lot of guys on the team, which mm-hmm. is the thing. And I'm cool with him walking. I really liked him. I like his hustle. He's only three years younger than us. Well, that's two the thing. Really. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Because right we're now. not thirty yet, Dave. You're Remember getting that. closer than I am, but we're not thirty yet. Remember that. Um, it's just one of those situations where they. I feel like they need to attack the wing position, mm-hmm. and I'm going for someone who I have huge upside potential on with Jaden McDaniels. Uh, he is a really, really big wing. He's mm-hmm. 6'9", 6'10", uh, crazy good wingspan. Uh, Stanley reaches insane. Like Everything about him is like, all you need to do is work with him on his strength, his conditioning, get him built up. His shot will come with time. He just has the physical tools to be a star in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And as we're watching the players, younger, younger, youngish, because I'm going to put this guy in this category, but like, youngish players where they have this amazing athleticism to them where they have the size they have the right ball handling techniques you look at pascal siakam brandon ingram jonathan isaac guys who are long guys who are big and who have the ability to ball handle create for themselves create for others that is a unique class in the nba and i think he falls in that mold i i know he doesn't have the tools that they have at this point in their careers but he can absolutely grow into them i would put my money on this guy as an intriguing prospect this year. I've been watching him for two years now, Mm -hmm. and it's like ever since uh, his older brother Jalen hit the college ranks and was like, okay, this guy's good, watching his house. Look, who's that guy over there, though? That's his his little brother. (laughs) His little brother is better than him. Who's that kid that kind of looks like him? Exactly. that's his little brother. Great size. It's just a matter of he just needs time, and he might Mm -hmm. be one of those players who, you know, early in his career, he might need to just grow his size, and he won't take off till you know, year three, year four, but I truly believe that he has the ability to be a, a, an all-around stud. So I'm going for someone at the three who can play well with this lineup that they've got with Heald, Fox, Bagley, hopefully Giles in the future. And if the Kings do end up in here, it'll be interesting. I know we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to harp on it. But yep. who from those threes kind of makes their way up the draft boards yeah. into this top ten? Because we're not going to have this. Like the guard heavy you see right now. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to say never because Justin Bieber taught me that, but Yikes. there's going <laughs> to, yeah, the I threw fuck? that out there because I knew they'd get that reaction from Sean. But I mean, one of these threes has got to perform this year to rise up draft boards and be a top 10 pick, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I, Edwards would be a great pick if he was available for me. I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have him like you have him currently going to the Kings. I just think you need someone to, that's going to fit in that mold of playing quick and playing fast. McDaniels does do that. He is athletic. I, mm-hmm. I just think that Scott Lewis does have that next level athleticism from what I've read and what I've seen. Um, I'm not like super versed on these guys just yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I haven't been watching Scott Lewis for two years now. This is the intro. What I have thing. seen is, you know, I want the Kings to get back to that style of yeah. we're going to play as fast as we possibly can. And Scott Lewis can do that. And he is explosive. And I think Edwards would be that as well. And, and McDaniels too. 
in ways would, would add that as well. So I think we all have the same idea that this team needs to get it more athletic. This team needs to add more speed um, and that they can do that in this draft. Scott Lewis is, is super athletic. Anthony Edwards is super athletic. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is super athletic. We just went for different guys who were available. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this Kings team can help themselves. I hope they're not in this situation, though. I want this team to be pushing for the playoffs because this is what they should be doing. <laughs> and right now it's just disappointing that through six games we see this bad of a performance. Yep. What about the next team, the Thunder? This is a team that draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. We already get the jerseys of future picks for the Thunder. I know we're only talking about this one pick, but I'll just take it for me why I did Cole Anthony with him being available. I'm Tell me why he fell this far on your board, because that's the intriguing well, thing to me. Is, this was Dave's number one. Yeah, exactly. Your number one fell to six for me. And, it's and just vice because, versa for me to you. Yeah, and I just... I. I feel like it's the same. The same reasoning for you is the same reasoning for me. There was not a team on here that needed that like point guard, needed that guy because like if the Bulls would have done it, I almost it, put Bulls with Lamelo. Like, if I was the Bulls, <laughs> fuck it, I would take Lamelo because I would want a Lamelo Ball Bulls jersey. Um, but like we took, trade for his brother. Yeah, we took Kobe White last year, so it's like to me, I feel like those would clash. You look at the Pelicans. You've got Drew Holiday. You've got, and I know you. Drew's He's a two, two guard. But like, I will scream right, from the mountaintops until I die. They've got Lonzo, and I'm more of a Lonzo guy um, than some. You look at the Warriors. They have Steph. You look at the Kings. They've got De'Aaron Fox. Like These guys have their yep. ball handler in place or the guy that they want to be that. The Thunder, here's the thing. They have that guy in place, I think. Mm-hmm. Shea. Shea's going to be their future one. But I look at the other two ones. Chris Paul, he old. He get hurt. Well said. Dennis yeah, Schroeder yeah, shouldn't even be on this team anymore. Should have been traded or will be traded, I think. He'll get, I don't think yeah. he ends his contract with this Thunder. So that means to me, Cole Anthony's there. You go ahead and take him. You pair Shea and Cole Anthony. You let Cole Anthony run that two. You let Shea run the one. There well, you go. I think I think the the good part about that is I, I think Shea can play the two. So I mean the, you those, can pair those him guys up then also. Yeah, those, versatility. I think it'd be a great pick. I think the fact that he fell that far mm-hmm. is a little bit uh, crazy. I think Colin Anthony's a, a top five player in this draft without a doubt. Um I, I don't agree. I think I just don't agree with your Denny rankings, and I don't mm-hmm. think I agree with your your RJ Hampton's Hampton rankings. So I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is is Cole Anthony would be a, a, a no brainer if he's yeah. available for the Thunder here. Yep. It doesn't matter about position. This team needs potential. That's mm-hmm. all they need. That's what they're doing, and, and that's why I went with Denny. Denny is a guy that has a ton of potential. He has a ton of potential to scream, you know, at that uh, three position to be a playmaker. Uh, you know, being a three, we talked about how important it is with you know Jaden McDaniels. We, we talked about a little bit with uh, you know the lack of wing talent in this draft class. He could be a yeah. guy that can grow into a playmaker, and this team could take a shot. We know that you know international players can be volatile. He's not like playing like Luca out there that we know yeah, this no. kid's gonna be a star. And we don't know if he's going to be like Kristaps that he comes out of nowhere and plays fantastic. He might be a Dragon Bender where he, you know, people hey, overrate Dragon him. He's Bender. just a flop. Dragon Bender is not a flop. Dragon he is still Bender. playing the league. Right. And he is still like 21. Right now, is he a flop? He's younger than some of the people in this draft. Okay. He, in this top 10. Okay. Here's the thing that top I will counter with that. He's on a second team and, and he is that young. And he's I mean, succeeding on a second team. Eh, it's been six games. Succeeding. They, they've moved away from him for a reason. So I, I, I think that. You know, the, are you going to talk about the smart moves of the Suns front office right now? Is that what you're going to quote at me as proof the Dragon Bender has failed? He couldn't put himself 
in that lineup on a horrible team. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Eric Bledsoe. Which I just got to throw out. Eric Sons Bledsoe didn't. in this top 10. Eric Bledsoe, yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe didn't want to be there. Uh, so I mean that's not really on their fault. They didn't. No, I'm just. They didn't. They, they I'm saw just his potential. They made Dragon and, Bender, and I, Isaiah Thomas after, after the Suns had a phenomenal year with the, the Celtics. Then went to the Cavs. He got broke. And left, you can't and went blame to the, him. the Lakers. No, but it wasn't like they missed out on like LeBron James or anything like that. Like they missed out on a guy who had a really good season. Probably wouldn't have had that good season if he was on the Suns. Like. This team, Dragon Bender was slow-footed and didn't look good out there on the Suns team. He was bad, and they moved on from, thankfully, for a reason. Like, I don't know what Denny is going to be, but this is a team that can take a shot, and if he is really good, great. But they have so many picks that I think it is worth that they they, they take a shot. I mean, I I really don't know if there's a guy that they'd be missing out on. RJ Hampton would be interesting for this team. If you want to go with a guy that might be more of a security pick, Mm -hmm. that if you want to hit on all of the draft picks that you picked up, he could be a guy that that is in that range because he is pretty consistent. He doesn't have an elite skill, but he is very well rounded. Yeah. He could fit very well with this Thunder team. But you know, I, I would say that you know Denny is probably the most boomer bust pick, and I think that he'd be an interesting pick. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I for me, I had the opposite of what Ricky has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Cole Anthony at one, and I had Lamelo Ball falling all the way down to six to the Thunder. I absolutely love the pairing of Shea at the two, Lamella with the one. Mm-hmm. This team going forward, I'm super intrigued by adding someone who has the court vision that he has, basically. And, oh, that, that would work out really well because Shea can play defense. And this year, Shea's just turned up the dial to 11 on his score, and he's like, look, this is a team where I can just go out there and get mine because Chris Paul's cool <laughs> taking a back seat. So as long as you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I really have loved to see the growth of Shea on the Thunder, and I like their young wings. Like I really like the idea of Darius Baisley continuing on being a point forward for them. Hamadou, monster. Terrence Ferguson has athleticism and had that three-point shot last year. This year, he's still working on that shot, trying to get some consistency out of it, but they really have a lot of great pieces. If there was a four who I absolutely loved here, I would, I would target it, but for me, LaMelo Ball, most talented player left on the board, Absolutely happy to have him fall to the Thunder. And mm-hmm. just so everyone knows, this year, as we go through full mock drafts with all the other ones, yep. the Thunder are going to have their own 1 through 20. Yep. Then it goes to Philly if it's outside, so they'll have That's one pick there. And then between 11 and 30, so they're going to get this pick, they get the Nugget pick this year as well. Um, so that we're going to be drafting yep. at least two guys for the Thunder in all mock drafts. The Wizards who are next, this one to me was kind of an easy decision because I look at it and I go, all right, John Wall's coming back. You already have Bradley Beal. You've drafted your guy in Rui to be your four, Dave, because I you. know you don't think he's a three. Because yeah, um, he isn't. You already got Thomas Bryant down low. I really like Mo Wagner, although he needs to grow his game um, before we get to his final product. I just thought Theo being here, he's a guy that can add DV. He can kind of be, and it's not an exact one for one, but like what I see Frank with the Knicks, where it's like Theo can come in, be the guy that, you know what, maybe we need some defense. We need some um, three point ball off the bench. He could be that guy that fits those situations, but also to your second unit, you might be able, if John Wall goes down, all right, we can put Theo in. He's not going to take the touches. From Rui. He's not going to take the touches from Beal. He's going to look to facilitate and get those guys the ball rather than, hey, I'm taking the ball for myself to put it in the basket. 
I don't know if you were thinking similarly. I do. I think the Frank, you also had Theo. I think the Frank call is just ridiculous though. Like that's they're they're not close as far as what they are as players. Yeah, I just mean like um, the role they are. I just on feel that like team. you're going lazy the, with the, the Euro. The role I'm sorry. that they I'm are and they're both from France, so no, there's that. No, Frank doesn't shoot threes. Frank doesn't have the court vision that Theo has. The defensive side. Yes, is they both I'm play defense. With. I will well, give you that. Well, no, it's just like Eliokobo because he's also French. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent same player. He actually looks more like Elio also. So I mean, like I first looked at it, I was like, oh, cool. He used a stock. Of <laughs> Terrible. I'm kidding. <laughs> Terrible people. Um, it's a joke. I know. I know. I I, I like it, <laughs> I like it for the reasons you said though. He yeah. he has the ability to take threes, but he is always looking for the assist. He is definitely a great fit for if he needs to step in and they want to roll with a three guard lamp. Say they don't say they don't love having Thomas Brown. Thomas. Wow. Uh, Brown Jr. Why can't I think <laughs> of his first Troy? Time? Troy. Thank you. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. at the three for the future of this team, and they're still kind of searching for what's that lineup going to look like. I could see this going with a three-guard lineup of John Wall, Bradley Beal, and uh, having Theo out there. All three of those guys together could be really intriguing. You still have good size uh, at the five with Bryant to stop people at the rim. And then, obviously, Rui needs needs some work, but I like what mm-hmm. I've seen out of him. I'm really happy that he's able to take advantage of the situation he's in today. So, Theo... Secondary ball handler, uh, maybe third at, at this point in his career, but you want to see him grow, and he's got a ton of upside. I love the defensive IQ, and he's the insurance policy for John Wall. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, he, he's he's an intriguing pick. Theo is, uh, you know, running a three guard lineup would be intriguing. I, I do think that Rui's best spot from what I've seen so far is at the four. Yep. So I think that you. does open that three spot. Yep. Um, and I, but I mean, right now that's we're, we're stuck in the land of. Guard, like I, I really went down well, this list and, looking for and, someone who can mm-hmm. be a you know an imposing three who can play defense. That's why I went with Khalil Whitney because you look at the guys that he's he's projected to be yeah. like, yep. super athletic, which I love, and he's he's got a great wingspan at seven feet. But he's going to be compared to Thad Young. He's being compared to Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brown, guys that can play defense. And his 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 jumper isn't there yet. Yep. But when you're getting you know the ball passed you from a great guard like John Wall, who is you know always averaging over ten assists a game. Bradley Beal, who is an improving uh, passer as yeah. well, and Rui Hachimura can, can pass the ball. He's not he's not a bum. Yeah. Um, you know when he gets pressured down low post, he does turn the ball over yeah. a bit. But when when he has a clear mind and a clear lane, he can get you the ball. And and, and I think he, this is a guy that Khalil Whitney, when he does grow and he is improving and he is, his stroke isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's able to get an open look, he can he can sink it. And I think he could really be like an Otto Porter. And, you know, it sucks that they traded away, but this guy, you won't be paying $20 million. No, no, which I, is, which I think is the, max, you know. yeah, Which is the good part about Khalil Whitney. I think that he could possibly just be like another Otto Porter Jr. for this team. And if Otto Porter Jr. wasn't worth the con- – wasn't, you know, it, yeah, he's not isn't on this team because yep. of the contract he had, yep. well, Khalil Whitney can do that for you. So I, I, I Do think you that, have that much faith in a shot? Because to me, like, that's the biggest thing. I'm like – I could see him being another Stanley yeah. Johnson. I could see him being the mold of this is our guy who can come in mm-hmm. and play defense, but he's going to be a liability at times because of his lack of offense. And that's the yeah. I, I'm not I'm not shut down on hard. I'm just going with the like until I see him on the court, I can't put him in my ten. A hundred percent. And and uh, I don't know enough about yeah. it to be like, yeah, this guy is going to be Otto Porter, who is consistently near like forty yeah. percent throughout his career. Um, but, but he is a guy that, at least you know what uh, Jonathan Gavini has uh, been saying, uh, you know shows flashes of offensive uh, ability offensively. One of the top scorers at the uh, Nike 
EYBL made 37% of his three-point attempts in 19 uh, EYBL games mm-hmm. and has projectable shooting stroke both with his feet set and off the dribble um, so he's good in, and he's good in open court as well but then he also comes out and says jumper is prone to streakiness converted only 66% of his free throws attempts in the IYBL as well um, needs to improve the speed of his release but he is going to a place in uh, Kentucky that John Calipari is a fantastic coach oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and we've seen guys that come out of that, that team and hey maybe you know Kevin Knox you know isn't isn't a good uh, uh, example, but guys like Shea Gilgis and PJ Washington are that guys have that have been able to improve their shot at Kentucky He's very have recently a great as well out there on his team too. Yeah, so I, I do in, in Maxi. So I, I do think that it is a it is a guy that isn't right now. Mm-hmm. A top 10 player, but we always have to look at guys that can jump True. up. And True. with his body, and if he is able to hit threes from the outside, he can definitely be a guy that, that, that could oh, bounce yeah. back. So I, I think that the Wizards do need a three, and I think right now on the board, he is the best available three. Not the best player he's going next to, to my Grizzlies, who, <laughs> who you guys have in Theo. Yeah. Um, I think he's the best available player on my board right now. Yeah. Uh, but I would say they need a three. I think that he can provide spacing to that team if he's able to improve his shot, which is 100%. Uh, provable. He only played in 19 games, no, too. You, so, you. you know, maybe if he is trying to show a little bit more of a shot and just play in team basketball, he can yeah. improve. So I think that, you know, at least his size is probably yeah. the most intriguing part of it. I just, athletic wings are like, <laughs> it's it's a scary good, scary bad. Because yeah. I mentioned Stanley Johnson, but also you have like Josh Jackson, the guy who like, it's come out now that, you know, in college it was like, or even high school, it's like, yeah, is he going to work out a shot? Nah. I mean, just, that's not important. Mm-hmm. The coach doesn't even like can't yeah. get him to work on his own shot because he's like, I can get to the hole anytime I want to. Yeah. And that works for him. Great. But like, you know, mm-hmm. athletic wings, great in theory. Let's see how his shot ends we'll out in college. The ones like Hamadou. Yeah, what we've seen a, yeah. a ton too is just like <laughs> man, Hamadou, Hamadou, flies. Hamadou. What we've seen too a ton with all these players is like none of these guys are great shooters. Like, yeah, there's, like, a, there's only a couple of knockdown shooters in college as of today. Lamelo isn't a great shooter. Anthony uh, Edwards isn't a great shooter. Uh, Scott Lewis is a decent shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, Denny is a streaky shooter. Uh, Khalil Whitney is a streaky shooter. Uh, I mean, like, I think Arge is a little bit iffy, too. I don't think Arge is lighting it up. I could be absolutely wrong about that, so please correct me if I am. Um, but I, I think, you know, there isn't more of these guys. Arge has had a couple like, of good games as of late. I will give him yeah. that. Like, he's, he's trending upwards right now. But there so. isn't one of those guys that... Uh, you know, I mean, really, no one's come out recently and been like a guy that lights it up. There's no Trey Young, I guess, but you know, is am I missing anyone who's been a recent draft pick that's like a great shooter? Because even then, like uh, Luke Shamit, yeah, but but like mm-hmm. top ten pick. Oh, uh, you may have me there. Uh, RJ's been iffy, so I mean, like a lot of these guys that they've been drafting, like there hasn't been a. a I mean, Tyler Hero was the best shooter in college yeah. last year Hero. from the volume we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's he's looked. Amazing and also awful at times. So Hero, it's like Hero and Trey Young are the kind of the only two that yeah. really jump out to my mind that have been like top lotto picks. I yeah, even lotto, I think Hero yeah. was fifteen, right? Yeah. So I mean, there hasn't been any of these guys that come out and are like mm-hmm. int- you know crazy shooters. So that's always the the thing. We, we always go for the athletic guys when you know some of the best players you, are just you project upside. You hope that those lower. basic skills can get filled in, but it's yeah. just not the case for everybody. But uh, Whitney definitely has a chance to be something special. Yep. I mean, even. And I know you mentioned Trey Young, so I got to mention I mean, this guy's name. Even Steph was seventh overall, so I mean, but that Steph was, probably... was Steph was because of his ankles. Yeah, Steph right? was but because he, of his ankles and because so he was a junior. Steph have, can, can, would Steph have been the highest drafted best shooter from college? Because he was. Fin- I know his senior yeah, he, year he took a he, dip. He came in shooting forty percent from three. Yeah. So I mean, and no, his Steph senior has been, year numbers were worse than his, like his w- junior were the best. Numbers. Weird, weirdly enough, the greatest shooter in NBA history was the greatest <laughs> shooter as well in college. Uh, hard to imagine <laughs> that, he, that 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 projected. What one last slam down? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cam Johnson. 
is one of the best shooters. But on the other hand, okay. you have Cam Reddish, who is literally made one shot out of I think seventeen attempts this year. Cam Johnson, yeah, from UNC, got drafted by the Suns. Suns remember, he's like twenty five. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was drafted eleventh last boy. year. Um, but right before him oh, was Cam Reddish, a, a comp for Whitney, maybe. Yeah. Uh, great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Reddish just can't hit a shot to save his freaking life right now. I mm-hmm. forgot about Cam Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He, he shot incredibly well. That was wow. He's played bro. three games so far. Yeah. yeah, three games so far, seven to twelve, four to nine. Damn, I mean, yeah. impressive numbers. You. But yeah. he's only he's only played uh, what? Uh, well, the Suns have been thirty six minutes. The Suns have been competing yeah. really well, and I don't think anyone really expected that out the gates with their uh, roster mm-hmm. and competition. Mm-hmm. I guess, but even then, like, just, that was he a was bad really good. pick because he's 25. Yeah. But, let's, he's but, but, really but he also shooter. wasn't young, too, so right. anyways. But let's move in. You said you've got the best guy. Why Theo Man into the Grizzlies? Because I've got Josh Green. I almost pronounced his name. Dave's got our Melodon. <laughs> I was like, um, Theo Mannion, eh? Theo Mannion. I'm names. thinking of uh, Nico, but you've got Theo. I've got Josh Green. Dave's got RJ. Why are you going with Mallet on there? Well, I mean, I said he was best player available. I mean, at least, at so least just BPA strictly. At, yeah, at at seven, like if the Wizards were picking best player available, they'd go Theo. Mm-hmm. Um, he falls to the Grizzlies because they go Whitney because they need a three. And I think not only does Theo the best player, but he also fits next to John Morant. They, you look at that team. That team has players that I think if you move Jaron Jackson to the five, and they even have jo- jo- Jonas Valanciunas, who's a who's a good veteran who can, who could still play the five. But mm-hmm. if you move him to the five, put Brandon Clark at the four. And then at the three, if you want to go Dylan Brooks, or you want to you know fill in any of the guys that they really do have because they do have a lot of depth. They've on that got a team. lot of interesting wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can put anyone at that that wings. You yeah. then have a guy that can play great defense in Theo, who has an improving shot that can play next to one of the most creative and great playmakers that we've seen come out outside of Trey Young in yeah. the draft in recent memory. In in John Morant, I think he's a perfect fit. I mean, you have mm-hmm. a guy that can play defense, and 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 Ja isn't. Uh, you know, a slub and a, and a schlub on defense, uh, but he isn't, you know. Yeah, his size makes it difficult for him to stay he's, in front he's, of people. He's not lights out. Where yep. Theo, 6'5", big imposing guard, I think he'd be great. I think it's, I think it's a, a natural fit right there. And, you know, the Grizzlies, I think that's probably the best fit that they have and, and, and probably the best fit of any of these teams so far, maybe outside of the Warriors taking Wiseman. Yeah, I, I would, if Theo was on my board, he just got picked up by the Wizards. So yeah, I sure. went to my next backup as far as a combo guard, and I, I really love, like, RJ Hampton's potential here. Because, again, similar thing. He can assist. He can rebound. He can score. He can do everything there. I think him paired next to a true court general like John Rant would really be successful for him growing his career. And, like, it's just a nice complimentary piece for this team. Still has great upside. Mm-hmm. Still has good size. Still has the ability to score. So, I, I'm just, maybe I'm not sold on Dylan Brooks. But I, I still view, you know, the two or the three as the best option uh, for this team. Yeah, and we've talked about it. Like, it's tough to find superstars at that three level, but it's pretty easy to find replacement level. Like, that's why, you know, you, I would pay everything in the world to get a guy like, you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Any of those guys. Those guys are mm-hmm. are, are the guys. Yep. But, you know, paying Jalen Brown four years, 115, that's where I find a short-sighted because you can find a guy like Jalen Brown for cheaper. Yep. And that, that's the thing is with the three, it's like it's tough to find the guy, but it's easy to find a guy. Mm-hmm. And I, with me, I'll be honest. This is the one pick where I look at my top ten and I go, "Oh, Ricky, this is the laziest one." Just because it's like, do I like what I see? Josh Green, I want to see how he does at Arizona. Yeah, the tape that we have right now, like, does he have phenomenal hands? Like, there's ones where Dude, he'll pick the ball passes. up like this, and it's just like fling it across yeah. the court. 
backwards. He was having fun at IMG. Back, exactly. Yeah. Like the one where he does this behind his back, behind someone else's yeah. back. It's like, what the? Like, yep. and part of me is just like the two guards that the Grizzlies have right now on spot rack. I'm looking. Grayson Allen ain't an answer to be a starting lineup guy. Like, I know they're loaded at the three and they kind of double that with job. Ja, but it's like Josh Green could possibly give them a guy where it's like, okay, we've got a solidified answer at the two and not a guy like Grayson Allen, who to me is a bench player at best, like a decent bench player at best yeah. is what I think is going to be his career. But let's go final two Pistons first. Both Sean and I got Nico from Arizona. Dave's got Maxi. We're pretty much point guarding it down. This yeah, team uh, 100%. needs a point guard. Rich Jackson out four weeks. That was uh, that doesn't even matter. That's, that's a blessing today. to the Pistons. <laughs> they like. got Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose isn't what he like. Derrick Rose is good, but the thirty-one year old Derrick Rose, Rose is uh, Sean. So <laughs> is he not thirty-one years old? He is. Has old. he not had multiple knee surgeries? <laughs> yep. I'm not saying all those are true. I'm not I saying can't remember. Things that aren't this facts. You guys are just super homers. fans. Super fans. I can't remember at this point. Super fans. Anyway, point being, he's having you know a resurgence in his career. Last year was a huge step back to where he was. This year, he says he truly trusts himself in his body. He understands how to work with it and how to move with confidence, and mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing it on the court. So I love that, but he is not the future. You're, you're, you're a team where I love Tyrese Maxey. This kid absolutely has handles. He, I, I think I was reading somebody's post on Reddit, and like, he looks like he floats when he, like, the, the footsteps he takes. Is so mm-hmm. light with his feet, such He's good coordination. He's actually not touching the ground. With, He's floating right above it. Exactly. Good coordination, good handles, good footwork. He just has explosiveness to his game, and he keeps his eyes open on the court. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of him fanning on this Pistons team. Um, I don't. What, tell me what to love about Nico Mannion other than his hops. Like the kid, the kid can step into shots, and he t- and he has amazing he's, hops. He's a really just he's a solid guy. Yeah. Like he he can do everything well, and that's what I like about him. Because if if you're able to keep Blake around, and and you have guys like Seku who is developing, if yeah. you keep Andre Drummond around, you need a guy who's able to get these guys the ball. Because you know Blake and Andre they can score. Like I mean Andre Drummond just put up 24 points a game. He, he's a guy that can put he can be efficient around the hoop. He just can't shoot free throws. Yep. Um, he's not aggressive enough defensively, but. You know, if you do have Nico Mannion, he's going to provide playmaking. He's going to provide speed, and he's going to provide pretty much what Reggie Jackson did, but actually be able to pass the ball and not be a black hole of offense, which I do like. He could shoot from the outside as well, which would pair well with with Kennard. So I really do like Nico Mannion just because he is a very safe pick. Yeah, it depends on what they want to do with Blake Griffin and what they want to do with Andre Drummond. If they want to go full rebuild, this might not be the pick. But Nico Mannion, I think, is just a guy. He is just so solid. I don't think he's going to be a guy that can. I don't think he's going to be a guy out of the league in 10 years. He's a guy that's going to be a starter, I think, for for multiple years in his career. I just don't know if he's going to be an all-star, but I think he can be a guy that will, when we do our rankings, Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be around that 15 to like, or or that like 10 to 20 range. He's going to be in that 11 to 20 video where he is going to be Mm -hmm. very solid, might not be a superstar, but he's a guy that's not going to be, you know, he's not going to, he's he's just going to. Do his job. Honestly, he's just gonna do his job. <laughs> I just I look at it too, and like looking at his film, like Dave. Oh, does he just got hops? I look at it in this sense of I know I'm comparing him to someone like Derrick Rose. Where is he gonna be, Derrick Rose? No, don't even get that uh, comparison in your head. But like I look at the Pistons and what the style of a guard like Derrick Rose mm-hmm. has brought to this team. Derrick's not gonna be f- there forever. Nico has a similar style of play where it's not like I'm going to hit you with the crossover, hit you with the three. Yep. No, he's driving to the basket looking to finish. And I mean, 
with Blake and what he's developed from three, with what we've seen from Luke Kennard so far this year, this team might just need a guy that, hey, Derrick Rose ain't going to be here forever. This guy can shoot from the outside but can also drive it in and be that driving force while what Sean said, getting the ball to other people. And then the last pick, the hardest, well, maybe the hardest pick. I just put a guy here because I think they're going to go with a specific front court over back court. Yeah. The Cavaliers, Sean's got RJ, Dave's got Precious. I went Isaiah Stewart, Washington. So, Dave, I'm going to go to you first because you almost didn't have a pick I until didn't. we started this. I literally didn't. Why did you put Precious? Because even as you typed it in, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go Precious, and I don't really want to. Because he's got upside. Like, he was a late bloomer to the game. Um, he didn't start his career off playing basketball as a young mm-hmm. kid. So I, I get excited about guys who have that potential later in life. Like, we t- last year was, like, the story of Rui. Yeah. Someone who didn't even speak English mm-hmm. until, like, like fluently until his second year in college. Yeah. Um, so he was basically just working with a coach and a translator trying to figure out, you know, this is how you want me to play. And, mm-hmm. like, Rui has that upside potential in the NBA even as an older player. Precious as well. He is uh, 20 years old right now going into Memphis. It's crazy. He'll be 21 by the draft. But that's what I meant by, like, there's such a difference in age groups for this one class. But... He has a physicality. He is strong. He is built like an NBA player already. Mm-hmm. And he can slash to the rim. He can play inside. And I'm excited by the fact that if he starts to add the shot, then he becomes a dangerous weapon out mm-hmm. there. So if he can defend right now, he can score. He can go. I just I want this Cavs team to go for potential. And I think that he's someone who, during the season, if we see him hit some level of consistency with his shot, give you a, give you a couple of flashes of hope with mm-hmm. his, his shooting motion, then absolutely it could be a great pickup for them because I know Kevin Love is not in the uh, timeline yeah. for this young backcourt. He's been sex killing land. it, though. Yeah. He's 17 oh, no, points no. and 6 people. Six How many reports. rebounds did he have against the Bulls? Like oh, yeah, 27. Right, 20. It's yeah, awesome. 20. It's, it's fun to see. Yeah, he's not the future, though. Sex land is the future. Yeah. Well, here's, <laughs> the, here's the thing, too, with that is right now, and this oh. is the, this is right with RJ Hampton. Best backcourt. If, if, you, if you have... <laughs> Uh, two two point guards that are both six one. Mm-hmm. How many assists per game do you think that I, I would tell you? Like if, if I was like, you have two guards that are six one. How many assists do they have combined? Uh, neither one of them is known for assisting. That's yeah. the problem. So and that was the biggest concern. Yep. Count Sexton has two assists per game. Yep. Terry Scott has three point four. Yep. So combined with two six one guards, you have a combined of five point four assists. Yep. Your mm-hmm. leading assist getter on this team is Kevin Love with four point eight. Yep. So the six nine forward almost has Hell more assists yeah. than your two guards combined. Yep. That's an issue. I think that RJ Hampton, he is more of a shooting guard, but he is extremely young, which I do love, and I think that they saw that. You know, the, I think they're going for the potential thing. What Can is, they draft another guard? Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: what's the potential, right? Yeah. And and RJ, RJ Hampton has probably the most potential of guys left on my board. Yep. Darius Garland was a potential pick because oh my god, he might be the next you know Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Yep. Um, they went with Kevin Porter late in the draft because oh my god, he might be the next you know uh, slashing six man yeah. dynamite with player. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might be you know like an Amon Shumpert. I loved him. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I really did like. He, him he's like he's a guy that was. A potential pick because yeah. because he, he had a lot of question marks. I think RJ Hampton is a potential pick, and this is a guy that I think can play a smaller three, and he is a guy that can pass. So if you do have issues with Darius Garland, you do have issues with Colin Sexton. RJ Hampton can probably just at least move the ball around, and mm-hmm. maybe it will kill less possessions. And I think that's the thing that intrigues me the most is 
If you have three guys that can pass, maybe none of them are elite at it, but all of them can do it. And all of them can possibly take turns at running an offense, which I think just gives you more versatility and could open shots up for Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and RJ Hampton as well. And if they do want to ride with K-Love, he's still extended. You know, he could he's obviously proven that he could play well with with, with Colin Sexton and mm-hmm. Darius Garland. So I think you're going with the potential pick here. He's extremely young. I think he can move the ball around at, at, at a position of a smaller three. Here's the interesting thing. Dave, you say, can they go with another guard? Do you want to know the only guys that will be under contract when this season ends and free agency starts? Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter Jr. is one. Darius Garland. Darius Garland is one. Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is another. Matthew Dellatovova. No. Oh, okay. He's uh, up at the end who, of the year. Who was who the center from two years ago? You've got both uh, point, guards Larry, and, Larry, point guards and shooting Larry guards. Nance. Larry Nance. They're all there. Larry Nance. Yep. Tristan Thompson. No, he's up at the end of the year. K-Love. K-Love. Yep. You got what? Uh, two more. G. They're their threes. Jetty. Yep. They signed to an extension this year. And a guy they drafted last year who I yeah. liked out of Belmont. Oh, uh, Dylan Windler. Dylan Windler. Yeah, Seven Windler. guys. Yep. Seven guys. Like you two players it. that I forgot about from last year's draft: Cam Just, Johnson and Dylan Windler. Look, Best shooters in the draft. Just yeah. potentially looking at their yep. roster on Spotlight. Yep. Knight, Clarkson, Delavadova, all UFAs at the end of the year. You've got Henson, UFA, McKinney, RFA, TT, and Zizek. UFAs. This, this team might have it to where it's like, you know what? We're just riding with the guys we got, and if we need to draft another guard, fuck it. We just won't re-sign Della Vadova. We just won't re-sign Jordan Clarkson. Like they have the problem they is, have is you have three draft room. classes exactly. of guard. Oh, I know. At I that know, point. Dave. And that's that's why I went with Isaiah Stewart. Give me a give me a four because I'm assuming like, a small ball five. Give me a small ball five four because I think TT's gone. I think TT's gonna get some money. From not a it max, a but like I feel like class. he's going to get some money from a team, especially if he keeps balling out like he is right now. I mean, if the Warriors don't get uh, don't get uh, James, don't get Wiseman, James Wiseman, and they go after TT and free agency for uh, on the cheap TT might not be the worst. TT and Draymond down low that might not be terrible. It's a great rebounder, um, but no, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting pick there. This is just a team where flexibility is what I'm trying to get. I at. can't imagine going guard three years in a row, like point guard three years in yeah. a row. It just it blows my freaking mind. Uh, why not? Instead of like the uh, game of zones, I mean, the to be fair, thing, to be why fair, not have all the point guards. The 76ers took center three years in a row and worked. Did not work out bad for them. Worked. So I can't really. Sorry. Yep. I, didn't they technically take four because they took Ben Simmons? <laughs> Good point. Dunker Good point. position. So <laughs> here's That's the, you, Jake. Here, here's the, the la- here's the last thing I want to end on, yep. and this might be a surprise. Like. A shocking question. I should have prepped you guys for this. Probably. Who's one guy that you didn't <gasps> oh, have sorry. in your top 10 that you think by the time we get to, I'll say, middle of the draft conversation, who's a guy that's not in your top 10 now that you think, yes, we'll be talking about, and when we look back next year, we'll be like, God, how do we not have this guy in our top 10? I'm so glad I'm on this side of the, the table because <laughs> I'm going to pull Ricky Whitmer. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you two guys. I'm going to give you one guy that can fall <laughs> out it. of the top 10, and I'll give you one guy that could jump into the top 10. I, I think the it. guy that's most likely to fall out would be Denny. Um, I, I don't, I'm not fully sold on him. Okay. I think that uh, Denny Avita could uh, Denny Avdia uh, could fall out, and I think one guy that could jump in. Uh, I think Precious is a definitely an intriguing name. Uh, Jaden I don't have in my top 10, but he's 100% a name that could as well. Mm-hmm. I'll go with one guy that just hasn't been named, though. A guy that is kind of just outside of all of our uh, uh, all of our uh, our, our uh, 
Mox? Mox, I would say that a guy that I loved last year, he is a sophomore, which I think is a big reason that he is not in this, because you have so many guys that are good in this this draft that are young. But if we want to go with the guy that you know was really good last year, that I was really high on, that I had in the first round, Ayo DeSumo hey, for, from, from Illinois. Um, you taking my boy. I really like him. I, I think if he improves his game, uh, if he's able to become a better facilitator and he's able to continue his shooting, I, I think that you know it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I like him a lot, so I'll, I'll shout out Ayo. I'll, uh, what about you, didn't Dave? you have two? Didn't you say you were going to do two? Yeah, he did. No, yeah. I said a guy that was going to fall oh, out. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So I, I, I at first didn't answer Ricky's mm-hmm. question yep. like he typically does for me. Right, right, right. And then Fair I did enough. answer it. Fair enough. Um, I'll go wild card. I'll go best shooter, I think, in college pro potentially right now is Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. I think if he puts up 20-plus points a night mm-hmm. at over 40% shooting like seven a game, it's going to be hard to pass on someone who's able to score at that rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... It's just really good. He's he's really good. It's just a question of how much people are going to value that outside shooting. No John Morant this year? You don't have a guy that's completely off everybody's radar? Murray State? You don't have one of those guys? <laughs> you know, had I known about this, I would have done a little more research. <laughs> uh, you're putting me on the spot, and I yeah, don't, thanks, I don't have one. Shitty job as a host. Yeah, I'll get better at it. I'm joking. Um, I'm gonna, 100% kidding. Just as Sean said, I'm doubling down, baby. I got two, and I'm doubling up from the Big Ten. Ao's my boy. I think he, if he has a great year this year, we will be talking lottery for sure. We'll be talking top ten. Another one to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on those Terrapins out of Maryland. Jalen Smith is a guy that Big Ten Freshman of the Year last year. McDonald's All-American. This is a guy that coming into this year, year two at Maryland, could have a uh, a big year in his hometown, being from Baltimore, playing for Maryland. Um, so I'll double down with the two Big Ten guys. A final name I want to throw out there. I know a lot of people like him. I'm not 100% sold on him, but he's a lefty, so i got to give him some love. Uh, Killian Hayes. A lot of people like Killian Hayes. Oh, so, okay. um, they do, yeah. I'll throw him out there. Um, intriguing name, at least, that we didn't mention. It uh, sounds I know like, people like every him. time I hear it, it sounds like a WWE name to me. <laughs> like a name of a wrestler, like Killian Hayes. I just think of Killian Tilly. He's, yeah. he's like the mean version of Killian Tilly. Exactly. And also the point guard version and nothing like Killian <laughs> Tilly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that he's a guy that's been up and down. Uh, hasn't been super consistent, but mm-hmm. people like you know some of the stuff that he's been seeing from him. And he, he's from our favorite French league, the LNB. We Hell love yeah. him. Tony Parker, Frank Nielakina, uh, uh Eliokabo. We love that league. So uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to the LNB. Uh, but I actually think he's in a different league now. But he was from the LNB uh, originally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now he's with the. Uh, I'm not even going to say this league's name. Uh, oh, he's he's at least a part of the uh, the basketball Bundesliga. 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 Um, I just hear that and I just think soccer because doesn't soccer of a Bundesliga. Yes. Yeah, that's why right. it's the basketball um, Bundesliga. <laughs> but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. If you're the listening, easy credit BBL. If you're listening all the way to this point, you are a great fan of MVP. You are the real MVP because we have gone, gentlemen, for it says an hour 49, but I'm probably going to cut the first 10 minutes and then the five minutes of Sean trying to half. get his draft thing well over an we hour still have another half. podcast. Um, and we're gonna do we're gonna do fast break right after this. Make sure to check us out patreon.com backslash most podcast to support us. Twitch.tv backslash most podcast. Eventually these podcasts will be live. We'll let you know when we're officially going to do that. But thank you guys for sticking around with us. Let us know what you think down below. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.